so in just a few minutes, we're going to have the baptisms. I just want to share with you a little bit on our theme. And uh, so you guys, whoever is going to be up next, you can get ready while I'm talking. That's fine. Uh, we're talking about conspiracy theories this month, and particularly Christmas conspiracy theories. You know, um, there are a lot of things out there. Uh, with, the, with the Internet now, you know, people can, can publish anything they want to publish, any idea they want to publish. And, um, you know, so I thought th- this week was a full moon. Did you notice the full moon this week? It was shining in my window. So I thought I'd look up, you know, any conspiracy theories that there were about the moon. And, of course, one of the main conspiracy theories that gets a lot of traction is that those Apollo moon landings back when I was a kid you did, never really happened, that they were all staged in Hollywood. There are people that actually um, they pr- promote that. Others promote that the moon is actually an alien space station used to monitor Earth. Um, and others say that the moon makes insomniacs, makes people insomniacs or lunatics. Um, that could be true. Um, and others that I've heard since I was a child is that the moon is made of cheese. And, you know, all kinds of things. You can say whatever you want nowadays and uh, you'll get some people that might even believe you. Well, many Christians become very upset about some of the obvious departures of modern society from our Christmas traditions, whether the controversy is over school, seasonal presentation, nativity scenes in public spaces, or the most recent Starbucks cup design. It seems like there's deep angst um, against anything that might take Christ out of Christmas. I read one conspiracy theory related to Christmas is that some schools have actually banned kids from wearing the colors red and green. I don't think that's true. But anyway, at the same time, while these are some, there are some wild conspiracy theories out there, there are many of us who have bought into some of the most insidious Christmas conspiracies And they have literally bought into them, into the consumerism, and walked away from the true meaning of Christmas. So last week we talked about conspiracy theory one being that more is more. That's not true. More is not more. And uh, and today, Christmas conspiracy number two, I'm just going to go over briefly, is that there might not be enough. It's amazing in a world where we have so much that some of us live like there may not be enough for tomorrow. And this, uh, this, you know, this idea that there might not be enough uh, causes us to hoard things and hoard stuff so we can feel um, more secure and we can, we can, you know, we, we can't afford then to share and be generous with others. And in fact, we just want more for ourselves. It's kind of the thing that pushes the more is more idea. And there becomes an underlying sense of scarcity in our culture that hurts, especially the most vulnerable people, the the poor, and those who are uh, in need in our society. Take, for instance, housing. You know, how big do our houses need to be? I'm talking about myself as much as you. I'm not trying to point any fingers at anybody. But when we consider that there are homeless people in the world, and many of us have rooms to spare in our homes... And so you wonder what, what kind of drives that thinking? What kind, what, what is it underneath of us, inside of us that makes us feel like we need so much more while others have so little? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I noticed this week I was preparing for this and I noticed a news story that the Ontario government is actually suggesting they, they produce, produced a pamphlet that suggests that maybe part of our housing crisis could be cured if we, uh, 
involved ourselves in co-ownership of homes. If we shared homes, what a novel idea that would be, wouldn't it? If we actually shared our homes with people. And it's just a, a, a... it's a, it's, a, it's a funny thing that we just have to be aware of. I'm not here to criticize or to point fingers at anybody, um, but understand that this concept that, that we could run out um, and realize the decision to store up and hoard things has an effect on other people. You see, the problem in the world is not that there is not enough. It's that it's, there's not enough. It's not spread out properly. Philippians 4, verse 19 says this, and this is your scripture for today, and I want you to just take this home and think about it when you think about how you're preparing for Christmas and how you live your life. Philippians 4, 19 says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Jesus Jesus calls us to live a life that is in trust and faith with him. He pointed out a woman one day when he was in the temple and he pointed to a woman. He said to his disciples, look at her. And she was a widow and she had very little, but she gave all she had in the offering. And he said, this is the kind of faith that we need to have, that we give away and that we don't hoard. There's another interesting story. And you know, because some of us worry about funny things. We worry, will I have enough you know, will I have enough to take care of all my obligations? Do you ever worry, you know, um, uh, if you've paid enough taxes? Don't you hate getting a tax bill at the end of the year if you didn't pay enough taxes or whatever? Um, Don't you hate it when you get to the end of your tax form and it says you owe money? to the? (laughs) Uh, That's an awful thing. Well, the disciples had that same problem because someone said to them, how are you going to pay your taxes? And uh, the disciples turned to Jesus and said, we don't know. How are we going to pay our taxes? And Jesus said, well, go fishing. And he told the disciples to go fishing. And he says, when you catch the fish, open its mouth. And in its mouth, you'll find a coin for your taxes so you can pay your taxes. That story illustrates to us, because they did. They found the coin and it had Caesar's image on it. And Jesus said to them, you can use that to pay Caesar what you owe him. It's Caesar's coin. Give it back to him. The thing is, we often worry about those little things that how are we going to be able to afford this and how are we going to be able to do this and how are we going to be able to do that. And Jesus wants you to know that he has ways of supplying your needs that go way beyond your ability to store up things for yourself. So when you think, when you hear people saying, oh, you might run out, there's, there's just not enough to go around, remember Philippians 4.19, that the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Lord, remind us in this Christmas season not to be overcome by the the cares of this world and the ideas of this world that tell us that we we won't have enough for tomorrow, that, that somehow we have to worry about those things. But help us to understand that you call us to trust you to provide for us and care for us. And Lord, in that way, we can be free to share with others because you have so richly blessed us today. In Jesus' name, amen.